The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In business today, success isn't just about the sale. It's about authentic communication that serves your audience in a meaningful way. This is the Soul Shill Hour with Francis Leary. In our program, we'll explore how to stay true to your core values, tell your story, engage your audience, and drive business growth. Now, here is your host, Francis Leary. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Social Hour. I'm your host, Francis Leary, and I'm so glad to have you with us here today. We, um, are going to be exploring a really great topic with a special guest today. Um, her name is Lori Dolhan. Those of you who listened to the very first show heard Lori on that one. And um, in addition to being a, a great business uh, leader and um, someone I respect so much, she is a very dear friend. So, Lori, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Francis. Yeah, so today we get to explore um, what happens when you are faced with a a challenge, um, some tragedy or something that really shakes you to your very core and how you recover from that and discover your soul, discover who you really are and take those golden nuggets and apply them to your life so that you can continue growing. And Lori has a very special and impactful story to share along these lines. So, Lori, I'm not going to really talk too much about your story. I'm just going to kind of let you introduce us to um, these experiences that you had. So, go ahead. So the story um, that I wanted to share today is actually something that I refer to as my nuke and pave story, and it is a story about how um, how we experience a fire. So I don't know how many people, I'm sure that everybody has to take their computers into the computer doctors. Sometimes when they get all funky with all kinds of junk or you get an incurable virus, a tech will sometimes wipe all the software clean, and reinstall your computer from new. So you lose all of your settings, and sometimes your files, too, if they aren't backed up or stored somewhere in the cloud. But the system usually works a lot better after that. Um, So it's a lot better moving forward, and they call that a nuke and pave. So when I think about the fire that we had experienced, I think of that as my nuke and pave experience. Mm. I've never Um, heard that term before, and I really... Like it, it really kind of captures <laughs> exactly what uh, what it means in a very graphic sort of visual way. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that's that's painful, and yet when you get on the other side, you think, oh, this is really great, but you're not entirely sure if you would have done it the same way had you made the choice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. 
And this actually so, happened not very long before you and I had met Francis, and was in um, in March of 2011. My husband, um, and then our and our son, who was then four years old at the time, we were planning our move from Whitehorse, Yukon, um, to Halifax, Nova Scotia. So completely opposite ends of the continent. Um, and the move itself was a really bold one for me. We had. Um, we were moving, and we had never been to Nova Scotia before, and we were moving into a house that we bought without ever walking through it. And I really mm. thought that that was going to be the biggest aspect of our adventure. Right. So mm. we loaded everything that we owned into a 25-foot-long um, cargo trailer that we actually bought for the trip, um, and we pulled it behind my husband's one-ton diesel truck. And like it was, it took us a really long time to pack, which is one of the reasons we had the trailer so we could pack um, at our own leisure. Um, so you know, very I can't carefully. imagine. I just can't it, imagine that kind of like trip because I've done some cross country trips myself. Uh, one just being recently, I can't imagine pulling that twenty five foot long cargo trailer ourselves. So just the fact that you guys did that is amazingly bold and brave to take a, that on. It was a really long trip. <laughs> it was yeah. a long trip, especially with a four-year-old. It was really long. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so here we are. We're driving. We're driving. And um, my husband pulled over to the side of the highway. And at this point, we're between Saskatoon and Regina um, in Saskatchewan. And it, it seemed that there was, he pulled over because there's this, like, small plume of brown smoke rising from the trailer. So we weren't particularly panicked at the time. We got out. We started walking around it. We were running our hands along the sides, you know, checking for heat. Um, our son needed to pee, so I went and I took him out of the <laughs> truck. And, I, of course, it's like in this moment, right? So I took him out of the truck, and he was managing his business of the size of the road. Um, <laughs> and then I saw the flames, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I, like, threw him in the truck. I wasn't even sure if he was done yet, but threw him in the truck and yelled to, to, to my husband, Trevor, and he unhitched us from that trailer in, in, like, record speed, and he pulled us away a safe distance while I called 911. Wow. Um, so, you know, it took 20 minutes for the fire trucks to arrive, um, and all that time the flames just kept getting getting bigger. And, you know, we were Yukoners at the time and outdoorsy kind of people. And so, you know, people from the north, you know, we had firearms and one of those, and ammunition, of course. And we also had lots of those nice little propane canisters for our camping stove, you know, the little Mm. little green ones. I know Um, them well. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, when those things get hot, like really hot, they become... um, incredibly dangerous projectiles. And so they were, like, firing out of the back of the trailer. So when the firemen showed up, um, they there was nothing that they could really do because they couldn't get close to it. So they just shut down the entire highway going between eastern and western Canada, um, oh. opened up the trailer, and we sat there and watched it burn for another four hours. Um so that was a long time. And yeah. uh, have you ever been to Saskatchewan, Francis? I have been. I have been, yes. Mm-hmm. It's flat. It's really flat. It's pretty <laughs> flat, yeah. <laughs> I remember the first time I drove into Manitoba. I went to Saskatchewan as a kid, and um, 
my husband is from Manitoba, which is like right next door to Saskatchewan. And I just remember like kind of crossing in and like thinking, oh my goodness, like you can see forever and ever. And I think it was canola fields that I was looking at at the time. And it just didn't stop. There was no hill. There was no tree. Like it just like was just flat land. It was amazing. Yes. So I can attest to the fact that it is flat. Yes. Well, they joke. They joke and they say that you can watch your dog run away for days. Um, (laughs) We could actually see the cars just lined up in both directions for miles. Like it was just all these cars stuck on the side of the road watching our stuff burn. Um, And it was really surreal because, like, the the trailer itself, we could see the outside structure. Like, it was just, it was almost like just looking at the lines. And we could see straight through the space that was once filled with all of our belongings. Like, you could just see right through it. Um, And we knew everything was, everything was gone. Like, we were sitting there just watching, and we knew and then James was in the back seat, our four-year-old, and he just asked and he said, is, our, is my play kitchen that I got from Santa burning? Um, and it just wrenched at my heart. And, you know, I had to say to him, yes, you know, honey, it's, it's gone, but, you know, we'll get you new one we're in Nova Scotia. And, you know, I'm really fortunate that he was, you know, he, was, he handled it really, really well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thankfully we were insured, um, though unfortunately a bit underinsured for our belongings. Um, like you can get in, like typically your insurance will cover from house to house. Is, mm. So we had, we made sure that that was in place before we left, and thank goodness that we did. Um, so, you know, we're sitting there and we're having, there's all these thoughts running through our mind, and I thought about everything we packed, and I realized that I could let go of everything. Um, but I really grieved over our son's baby photos, and they yeah. were not backed up in the cloud. Um, <laughs> right. But, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm grateful, really grateful for small miracles because there was a tap at the window, and when I looked over, there was a very sympathetic-looking fireman holding my son's first baby album in his hand. You know, oh it was a little gosh. singed, but in surprisingly good condition. Um, and there were more. The rest of them actually survived when my husband packed them and put them inside a cooler inside of a stand-up freezer because um, they were the only things that managed to come out of that trailer. Wow. Wow. The only things that really mattered um, survived. It was a miracle. Like, it really was. And, and that was my, at the time, that was a really great comfort to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you do then? Well, we um, we overnighted in Regina, and uh, we met our claims adjuster um, from the insurance company the next day, and then we, you know, we got ready to hit the road again for Nova Scotia. And you know, yeah. this time we got a lot of better gas mileage. <laughs> we drove yeah, a sure. Oh. <laughs> we we drove a lot faster the rest of the way. Right, I can imagine. Yeah, not pulling that twenty-five foot cargo trailer. Oh my goodness. So you got to Nova Scotia, and um, I guess it's sort of a understatement to say that that experience just really um, shaped your life from that point forward. It changed me in ways that I never could have expected. You know, when we got here, um, you know, we were really, really starting from new in a new place with without a support network, without um, even knowing. Um, you know, where the grocery store was, or we didn't have towels, and, you know, we really were starting from new. And, 
you know, it was a it was a very um, world view changing moment for me that I still hold and learn from on a continuous basis. Yeah, that's so powerful. And um, my hope in doing this show today with you and having you share your story, which I'm so grateful for you doing. Thank you. Um, my hope is that everyone listening will be able to, you know, it, something's going to click because obviously we all we haven't all experienced a fire, you know, of the enormity that you did. Um, you know, maybe we haven't experienced any, you know, tragedy that was truly life shaping like that. However, we've all experienced um, small tragedies that seem huge in our own lives, whether that's you know in our personal lives, whether it's um, or in our business lives, like. There are these things that um, impact us that seem so overwhelming and tragic and like we just can't get through them. And so in the next, the rest of our show from here on out, um, Lori is going to be sharing her story about how she came through this and how she discovered that all of this really gave her a great gift. And, um, and hopefully that is the takeaway for all of you that are listening. So now, though, we are going to head out to a short break here. And those of you who are listening, um, you can find out more about Lori by going to her website, which is hooklinetinker.com. So during the break, take the time to do that and then stay with us. We'll be back on the other side of two minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Soul Shall Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for staying with us. I'm Francis Leary, and you are listening to The Social Hour. I am here with Lori Dolhan, and we are talking about how you find that gift, that great gift that can be given to you in the form of tragic and life-changing circumstances. So in the first uh, segment of our show, Lori shared her story of um, experience in a fire when she was traveling across Canada to move to Nova Scotia from the Yukon with her family and how her life changed in ways that she could have never imagined and never anticipated from that experience. So, Lori, thank you so much for sharing that really powerful story with us. Thank you very much, Francis. Yeah, so once you, you know, you got to Nova Scotia and um, all of these, you know, all of this had happened and you're in a new place. And um, where do you start from there? And and how did you begin to, you know, well, I'll just leave it with where did you initially go from there? You got to Nova Scotia and then what happened? Well, we, we got to Nova Scotia and then um, obviously I needed to do some shopping. Um, but <laughs> yes. we moved we moved into a house that, and we didn't have anything. We didn't have clothes. We didn't have towels. We didn't have any of those sorts of things. Um, and I, we kind of like, I had some time where we really started to kind of had quiet time to really kind of think and reflect. Um, and we also had to deal with the insurance adjuster. And through that process, I actually had to go through and do an inventory of all the things that we had lost, which was a mm. very interesting experience because I thought I had actually done a really good job of editing when we packed our stuff. Like, you know, when you're packing, you're, you know, you're donating, you give stuff away. You don't, you know, it's, it's the time to actually, like, see and touch and ev- to everything and decide whether or not you're going to keep it. Right, totally. We just did that, right, when we moved down to Colorado. And my goodness, I really did think that we got rid of so much. And we did. And yet the size truck that was required to move our things was like enormous. I mean, it was a huge, <laughs> a huge truck and it, it cost a lot of money. And I, I couldn't imagine that there's still so much stuff we're holding on to, even after we had let so much go. Like when I actually saw, like when I wrote, wrote it all, I'm like, who even knew that we had that much stuff, really? Yeah, um, right. And then thinking about it, but thinking about the fact how much I actually carried around um, that was excess, and I realized that it was actually, like, really weighing me down. Because, um, of course, you know, I packed clothing that didn't fit me anymore. And it, likely, it, it never will, <laughs> to be honest. It's, it was never going to fit me again. Um, right. So, what's with four different sizes of jeans? And, <laughs> yes. you know, mm-hmm. and unfinished projects, all of those things that I had started or you know, the pile of good intentions, things that, you know, projects mm. or, or things that I was going to do something with and then I just never did. Right. Or, you know, sometimes the things that I bought and I held on to because, hey, you know, I spent good money on them, but I didn't really use them because they were bad choices. Mm. Um, and so that was a lot of excess in my life, a lot of extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent, I've actually spent years going back through this, this kind of process um, and, and evaluating, which is really interesting because the book, that Kamari book, um, you know, the Japanese art of tidying up came out after mm-hmm. this whole experience, 
which I found very amusing. Um, but I realized that how much of my decisions were actually based on my past choices and not what I really wanted for the future. So, mm. you know, I don't know how many people watch home shows, but sometimes you watch like these home buying shows and people make choices where they buy houses not based upon um, how much space they need to actually live in, but how much room there is for their stuff. Right, uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I've even watched people on shows try to, you know, they're basing like a $400,000, you know, home buying decision on whether or not their $1,500 dining table is going to fit in it, like how that's going to fit in the space. So, right, right. We're we haul around our past decisions and we use them sometimes as our compass for making our choices for the future. Um, and it, by doing that, it's a heck of a lot harder to ma- for us to manage to get ourselves or even to envision to be able to see where it is that we even want to go. And that's right. personal, professional. Though, you know, that's just like a life kind of thing. And I think that part of that is that we're not even aware of. It's this subconscious self um, in us that's that's holding on to all of these things. And it actually takes effort on our part to start to become aware. Like this process that you went through of itemizing the this list of belongings, um, that same process is something that I think each of us can do as we as we look at our own lives and whether it's just about belongings or whether it's just you know itemizing the things that are really important to us and taking the time to be aware of all of that other stuff that exists in our life that really is the baggage or it's stuff in the past and it's not even really yours like you know it's it's someone else's and you have turned it into yours and you're still holding on to it and it's impacting you in this almost devastating way sometimes and holding you so, so far back from where you want to be. So I think that this, um, you know, this experience you've had, like, it's so symbolic of everything that we each go through in our lives on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. There is this, um, I don't remember an awful lot from my microeconomics class in university, but one of the things that they talked about was the cost of inventory, was the cost of not just purchasing the inventory, but when you, once you have your inventory, you need to keep that inventory in good condition and you need to pay for the space and the heat and all of those things associated with managing that stuff. So for me to look back, I was like, oh, okay, this is the cost of me managing that stuff. So if I'm going to, say, start from new, start from a clean slate, not having any of that inventory, what is going to go back and fill my life? Like, what kind mm. of choice can I make? Um, and that, that nuke and pave experience of, like, wiping everything out and starting from new, that fire, um, really, for me, was a life-changing experience um, in many ways for the better. So, so I, start, I started to kind of think, like, you know, what's my home going to be like? What's my life going to be what, what What's my life going to look like? And who can I be as a person? What is my future? Um, who am I, 
You know, I became an entrepreneur. I did all kinds of things that I never would have done had I not um, disconnected, like unburdened, uncoupled myself from my past choices. And then, again, um, to reevaluate the things that I put in again, including my relationships, um, with what adds not just, you know, what, what adds purpose and joy and meaning and, of course, you know, functionality as well to, um, you know, make for a more fulfilling life than dealing with, you know, hauling my old baggage around. So when you were uh, mentioning this cost of inventory and, you know, the cost of uh, paying for space and, you know, heating it or all of this, I was just thinking about our our mind and our thoughts and everything that we hold there, you know, we choose what we focus on, what we allow into our um, conscious awareness. And it's it's funny for me, I have this, I don't know whether it's a coping mechanism or what have you, um, the way I work through experiences that are um, challenging or hurtful in my life, um, typically I, you know, I will work through them and process them and then I move through on the other side and then often I kind of don't I don't just don't remember them (laughs) like I have it's just like uh, why do I want to use the space in my head and my body and my soul for that I don't want that to take up any space in me so I love this whole idea of keeping inventory of your thoughts, of your, you know, of your emotions, and then making the choice to keep an inventory that is, that makes you happy, that fills you with joy, that is, is meaningful to you. I think that that is a beautiful way to look at how we hold our thoughts. And I just never have considered that word as, um, in that way. And I think it's a pretty, pretty powerful one, really. It's it's funny that you say that because as soon as you start talking about that storage space in my in your brain, I was thinking you know in our as far as our hearts are concerned, there's always room for more love in there, um, mm-hmm. but our brains there's only so much storage. In fact, I don't think there's as much storage now as there was when I was thirty or I was twenty. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's less and less room in there every year. <laughs> it does seem like that, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so, there's a certain there's freedom there's freedom in being able to kind of envision where you want to go and be able to kind of focus in that direction without holding on to um, anything that doesn't really add value. So would you say that that's then the sort of the biggest gift that you got from the experience? Absolutely, it's it's a sense of freedom. It's that it's and with that freedom, um, a diminished uh, fear of failure. The idea that you know, I, you know, the world did not end. Things went sideways. All those things they did. It, the world didn't end, um, and like, and a certain I opened through that experience. There was a there was an opening um, to possibilities, and mm. I'm not advocating that people start fires. So don't start fires. <laughs> But I do think right. that there's an opportunity to um, to envision your future through a blank slate. That's um, just a beautiful thing. And I do believe that all of us have the opportunity to do that. And it doesn't necessarily take 
a fire or something of that magnitude to do it. So when we get back from this upcoming break, then um, we are going to talk about how when we are faced with some challenges, what are some of the you know strategies and techniques that we might uh, use to get through those, to get to the other side and to really be able to find and um, hold on to those golden nuggets along the way. So everyone stay tuned and we will be back in just a few minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Soul Shall Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to The Social Hour, and I'm Frances Leary. Thank you so much for staying with us today. Um, we have our guest, Lori Dolhan, here. Lori, thank you for being with us. Thanks again, Frances. Yeah, um, we have been having just a really powerful conversation about um, being faced with um, life-changing circumstances that potentially could be, you know, very tragic and overwhelming and really take us into a negative um, space and how we can identify the gift in those challenges. And Lori shared her story of experiencing a fire with her family And then in this last segment, we talked about the gifts that we can take from those. So now I kind of want to focus on um, what, you know, how does this apply to us all in our everyday lives? Because, you know, we don't all have fires every day. Although I will share that I had 
one in my driveway, which was uh, not the same as yours, Lori, at all. However, um, we were downstairs uh, one evening, I think early evening. Uh, my daughter was really little. We had moved into our house not too long before. Um, and we were watching a movie, I think, downstairs. And so I hear the neighbor run in the upstairs door and shouts to my husband, you got a fire. And we're like, what? And we never would have seen it because we were down in the basement. And uh, our car in the driveway just like started fire. It was like caught on fire for no reason. And it was just parked and turned off and had been for hours. Um, And so it was a very surreal experience just watching this car burn. So I can't imagine what kind of experience it was watching, you know, your 24-foot cargo trailer burn. And even though with that small experience, just watching the car go up, we moved the other car, you know, we were all fine. We were away from the windows. We were safe. And to see it afterwards, like it, it got hauled away and it was just down to the bare bones metal frame and everything else was gone. And it was like, wow, you know, to strip everything back, to take it down to that very basic level. Um, and then to, you know, to go from there. And I think that that is this whole process we've been talking about. That's what it's really about. Like, realizing when we are in these, when we're having these experiences um, that do do strip us down. They are those nuke and pave experiences. We're starting fresh. Um, and sometimes we don't recognize that opportunity because it really is an opportunity for um, creating the freedom that we can have in our lives. So Lori, what, how would you start to sort of give people a roadmap for recognizing when they're in these situations and then, you know, moving forward in a way that they can recognize the gifts and, um, and live their lives in a more positive way? Well, you know, it's, for me, it was like a, it was like a step-by-step kind of process. Um, so, it's not like I felt, I don't know, it was, it was really confusing when I thought about it because, like, I don't know about everyone else, but, you know, I've always struggled with the idea that I need to, you know, kind of hold everything together all the time. Like, I'm some kind of super glue or superhuman person or, you know, like one of those celebrities that seems to do it all because you can't see the nanny and the personal trainer and the chef and the stylist behind <laughs> the scenes, like the whole crew right. that's making all the magic happen. Mm-hmm. Um so when it came to, like, family and business and careers, you know, myself, my house, there was always this, like, constant pressure to keep all the balls in the air, at, the, at like, at once and to do everything right. Like, okay, so, yeah, I still have those moments. Um, but whenever that happens, I try to remind myself, actually, to look at the fire because here we are, and I just lost, like, all my stuff. Like, this is like, this isn't a ball. This is like the whole world should have, like, fallen kind of, like, at my feet. But the world didn't end. Like, here this, like, thing happened, a complete rug pulled out from under me. And, you know, time went on. Like, the world went on. It didn't right. end. Um, that constant fear that, you know, something like that, that I need to hold on to everything was like, whoop, 
you know what? We need to let go of that. That is a unrealistic idea. You know, really, we just need to keep moving forward. So, you know, my family was okay. I'm really, I was really blessed. You know, my, my husband and my son were okay. I was okay. You know, life was moving on. It was just going to look a heck of a lot different than what I had originally planned. Um, and a lot of that stuff that I worried so much about that I filled my head with, with all these ideas that didn't need, that gave them space that didn't need to have, um, like the couch that took me a full two years to pick out because I wanted it to be perfect. <laughs> or, I mean, I had a ton of shoes. They're all gone. None of that stuff actually mattered. Mm-hmm. So the realization that um, kind of the fact that I didn't see that this is the, like a cycle of life, that there's always going to be these big challenges. Like this was a big moment, but we all have big moments all the time, whether it's our relationships, it's financial struggles, it's sickness, it's pain, sometimes even death, you know. Or, of course, you know, fires and natural disasters. You know, life has a way of throwing us some curveballs. And, you know, for me, when it hits the proverbial fan, um, I breathe. Mm. And sometimes yeah. I notice myself breathing very loudly with my eyes closed, and there's other people around. <laughs> And they look at me like I'm very strange, and yet others completely get what's going on. Um, Totally, yeah. But then, again, it's like taking a mental inventory of all the things that I have going on in my life, or, you know, in your life, you can do that, that really matter to you. Like, take stock, take inventory. Um, Mm. It's interesting, because we have a new way that we're starting 27 this year, 2017 this year. So everyone in my house is going to be starting with a 2017 agenda, not for us to, like, keep track of our, um, uh, like, daily activities. We have other tools for that. But that is actually going to be our gratitude journal. Mm, Cool. Because that way we don't skip days. You know, we don't have to write the day, and we're going to use the agenda, and then we can all kind of recount and write something that we're grateful for in that day, and then we're going to focus on that gratitude as part of our inventory. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. I think that's so it's so important. And I love what you said about breathing, too, um, because I think that, um, well, for me, um, in my life, there have been different times. And um, while I haven't experienced the fire that you did, um, there are, like you said, always um, challenges and struggles. And um, I remember I got to a point where, where, like you were saying, you felt like you had to just hold everything together. You were the superwoman, right? You were, the, and the super glue, you said, um, and the super mom and the super wife and the super friend. And like, you have to be all of these things. And sometimes we can get just so wrapped up in everyone else and in everything else, or in maybe it's in our business, so wrapped up in our business that we're completely um, ignoring those things that are really important. And for me, that that thing was myself. Like I was not um, loving myself, prioritizing myself, um, and. Once I recognized that, um, and I think in show two, I had uh, Amy McNaughton on, and and I worked with her, and she helped me really sort of realize how important it is to prioritize myself and to breathe. I actually had signs um, in my house that would remind me to breathe, like when I got into these situations, and people would come over and be like, "What's that?" 
And then I would tell them, they're like, oh, cool. Um, I'm sure I got a few weird looks too. Um, but it is, it is so important to take the time you need to breathe, to simply kind of be um, with yourself. And so many of us don't do that. Yeah, and it's um, taking that time to kind of like step back and look. Like, you know, going into the new year, you know, one of the things that I always, I'm like, you know, Francis, you, you do such a good job of actually really focusing in your business, of keeping your eye on your mission, you know, and you do take the time to stop back and reflect because that is part of our inventory. That's what keeps us moving forward, that mission that, like, not like goals in terms of like the financial goals, but what is it that is like at your core that directs your choices? Like Mm -hmm. what does that actually look like? Um, Because that is part of your, like your intention, your, your inventory of things that you want to hold on to. Right. That's so important. So what are some of the other things that you would say to people who are working through this process and trying to really hold on to that golden nugget? If sometimes when you're feeling like things, like you are really, really struggling and you don't know what to do next, if you can find a way to help someone else, help someone else. Mm. It doesn't have to be a material thing. It can be a simple kindness. It can be a smile. It will help you fill your own spiritual bucket, but it's also a really great reminder that even when you're really down and out, we still have something in us that we can give. And that is a way, I think, of continually rising to the surface of when you're you're stuck in that challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So anything else? Have good insurance and use cloud storage. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yes, so important. Um, That's awesome. Um, so we're going to take a short break coming up here. And when we get back, we're going to really look at, um, a few more, you know, strategies that we can all use and how this, all of these personal things really connect with the business that you are building for yourself. So everyone stay tuned and we will be back in just a few minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Frances Leary is an award-winning entrepreneur and international storyteller. Her stories champion big ideas and generate big impact. Have Frances speak to and inspire your organization or train and consult with your team. She speaks internationally and aids top-tier professionals in marketing, entrepreneurship, online strategy, technology and education, and authentic communication. Frances Leary inspires and educates audiences with her passionate and purpose-filled keynotes and presentations. Visit FrancisLeary.com. Empower your team today. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Wired Flare's unique approach to online marketing inspires meaningful conversations that drive business growth. They tell stories that champion ethical business, build community, and generate impact. Wired Flare integrates your core values into your brand messaging. 
They use content marketing to tell your story and social media to engage your audience. They use inbound marketing to attract more visitors, generate more leads, and convert more customers. Visit wiredflare.com. Tell your story online. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to The Soul Show Hour with Francis Leary. Connect with the program today by calling us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to radio at francisleary.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, and thanks for staying with us. I'm here with Lori Dolhan, and we are talking about how to recognize the gift that comes from the challenges that we face in our lives, the nuke and pave experiences that we've been talking about. So, Lori, you were in the midst of sort of sharing with us some strategies that can help us when we are faced with experiences like this, how we can move through them and... um, begin to, you know, really capture what that golden nugget is. So are there any others that you'd like to share? So, yes. Um, Yes, having good insurance and cloud storage, (laughs) um, that doesn't actually mean that you're prepared for a fire. Um, Basically, sometimes when you plan, God laughs. It's just Mm. the way that it works. Um, And, you know, I should have actually, I feel like when the fire happened, I should have looked for the familiar. I should have recognized there's a lot of shoulds in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I could have recognized that I had been there before starting at the beginning. I mean, we've all done it. We do it over and over again in a lifetime. Um, so that really was, I swear, that was my first fire. I've never done anything <laughs> like that before. Um, but, um, yeah, sometimes I think maybe... Maybe I hadn't earned, learned my lessons before and I was doomed to kind of repeat them until I got it right. Or maybe it's mm. just like life. Um, but either way, I find that there's this, it's in the attitude and a willingness, which I don't think I've had before in those experiences, to see something good in the challenge, to actually look and seek out the lesson that is there for me. Yeah, that's so important. And I know I have heard over and over from Amy in my life just saying that, you know, when you don't learn the lessons that that this 
opportunity, this challenge, whatever it is, will continue to show up in your life in different ways until you gain from it what you really need in your life so that you can sort of move through them, that experience differently. And I know I have experienced that a lot. Um, and I think, you know, when we're operating businesses, um, like all of you who listen to the show know that for me, you know, the per- your personal life and your business life are one and the same because everything impacts everything else. Um, so they're not separate entities. Um, sometimes we experience these challenges that are more on a personal level. They still impact our business. Sometimes we experience the challenges that are more business challenges and they impact our personal lives. So there is no separation. Um, but some of these things I think that arise on a, a pretty regular basis, you know, maybe it's something like financial struggles. You know, you're having trouble meeting payroll and that makes you doubt yourself as an individual. You know, you, you have to declare bankruptcy. You know, what does that look like? And how do you recognize the great gift that that is to you? You know, maybe it's you have an employee that you realize you know, totally doesn't fit your organization. Maybe you realize, like I know I did in my company, that you took your eye off the ball. You took your eye off the ball, your customers suffered, and your company growth suffered because of that. And then there's all of this guilt and, oh, I'm not good enough. There's all of this self-doubt. And you do have to, at that point, either you continue down this rabbit hole of, doom and gloom and negativity, or you take a moment to step back and say, okay, like I'm, I'm telling myself all of these stories about this experience. What, what is there in here that I need to get from this? Um, and for me, I think every time that I have come to these opportunities in my business where I've been really challenged, um, it has been, um, well, it's been a kick in the bum is what it's been and a chance for me to really open my eyes and see things differently and realize the commitment that I have to our company core values and that I'm not willing to sacrifice that for anything and that that requires my leadership on an ongoing basis um, and it requires, you know, different um, us to maybe approach different things or solidify our policies and procedures and our hiring practices and all of these things so that we are building a team of people who are committed to those same values. Um, I think all of us, though, this is really like a real thing that happens all the time. And and it might be something like somebody says something that's really rude to you or rude to your kid at school, you know, and you have the choice of going down the negative road with that or saying, okay, well, obviously that person's bucket wasn't full. And what can we get from that experience that will make us a better person and help us make the world a better place in the process? So it's interesting because, you know, we've known each other for six years now. Um, We've had a fire. Our children are the same age. We both were from the U.S., um, and then we both read that book um, by Zora Neale Hurston, Their Eyes Were Watching God. Yes. And there is a beautiful line in that book. Um, there are years that ask questions and years that answer. Mm. And I think 2016 has been, a, lot, been a, a very strange year. <laughs> it's been a very strange year for me. 
Um, but yes, there have been periods of my life where I'm in that asking questions mode where I, I just don't have those answers, and then there's there sometimes the answer comes. Um, yeah, and it's it's finding those nuggets on a continual basis, like. One of the things that I wanted to talk about, and I know that they're all over, but up in the Yukon, um, there's a plant called fireweed, and it's a beautiful weed. And when the fire burns through the forest, the first thing to grow back is the fireweed. And so it creates these, like, amazingly stunning fields of purple flowers, and they, they're just purple amongst sometimes these black, charred um, pieces of trees just kind of sticking up. Um, and then the fireweed will actually turn red in the fall and look like flames. And that mm. is like that moment where you're looking for the first thing that's going to come back, uh, making sure that you find that treasure when, um, when you're facing adversity and when things are going the wrong way, and to, to see that so that you, have, you can make peace with, with whatever's going on. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. There was a plant like that um, when we were in Hawaii, just walking on the volcanic rock um, in October. And uh, it's such a beautiful reminder that life goes on. Like life continues no matter what. And it's up to us. It's up to each one of us to choose what that life looks like, to choose whether we're going to embrace the golden nugget or not. Um, And I hope that... uh, as we come into a new year, if you're listening live, uh, we only have a few days before New Year's Eve, and it will be the start of 2017. And my hope for all of us is that we will take the opportunity to see, to make the choice to look and see um, the beauty that surrounds us and the great um, gifts that really lie in all of the things that happen to us or happen that we experience in our lives. Mm-hmm. So Lori, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been a real pleasure spending this time with you and uh, thank you for sharing this really meaningful and powerful story with us. Thank you. And I'm wishing everyone a happy new year. Yes, absolutely. So um, everyone who's listening, thank you so much for staying with us, for being with us and spending this time. Um, please make sure to go find out more about Lori by going to hooklinetinker.com. Of course, you can also find Lori on Twitter by going to hooklinetinker and on Instagram as well. And you can find her on LinkedIn by searching for Lori Dolhan. Of course, you can find me by searching for Francis Leary pretty much everywhere. If you want to send me an email, I'll send it to radio at francisleary.com. And I think that is it for our show for today. Everyone have a happy new year and we will see you next time on the social hour. Take care, everyone. Thank you for being a part of the social hour. Please be sure to join your host, Francis Leary, again next Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, make a social connection with your audience. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 